Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Welcome. Welcome. To Warriors Wrap-Up. Brad Lockery takes another three. It's up and good! He's got 62! On 95-7, the game. Pass to Wiseman off the pick and he flies in for a dunk. Jam! Oh, by Oubre! He caught it right at the restricted area. John Dickinson and Ryan Covey. Lillard coming back the other way. 25 seconds to go. They got a double. Lillard waits, shoots over Bazemore. It's a three. It's good! A swish for Lillard with 13.7 to go. Portland leads 108-106, and the Warriors have to call time. And the Warriors did not double, as Jim Barnett questioned there. Damian Lillard buried the three, and Portland wins tonight over the Warriors, 108-106. to We welcome you in here to Warriors Wrap-Up with John Dickinson and Ryan Covey. Dubs racking up the tough losses, Covey, over the course of the last couple of weeks, and tonight another one. Golden State leading 10-0 right off the top, just could never really extend at a number of different junctures, missed layups everywhere, uh, a lot to talk about down the stretch, uh, including missed layups, uh, a tough call uh, perhaps on the uh, charge that was whistled against Draymond Green, although uh, when that f- call was made on the floor, I think it's a difficult one to overturn. I think they probably got it right. Uh, but, man, the Warriors have to be kicking themselves as far as all of the missed layups in this ball game that wind up costing them one. And they're now uh, looking at the final game tomorrow before the break, and they're looking at a 19-17 and record. Yeah, they didn't deserve to win this game, unfortunately. And they had put themselves in a position to win, uh, but you got to execute down the stretch, and they didn't do it. Uh, they had the ball up three with just over a minute left. There was that possession where they you know, missed some shots, kept getting rebounds. Uh, they kicked it out to Steph, who took a quick three. Uh, it's never a bad thing when Steph takes a three-point shot wide open. Uh, in that situation, maybe drain a little bit of the clock there I digress though because if he hits it then what does it matter they're up six and the game's basically on ice uh I thought it was a charge it's it, the exception I think people should have is with the rule um not the play and what I mean is like Draymond beat the defender out on the perimeter he's cruising in it's tough that Portland gets rewarded in that situation for Dame just sliding over at the last second but I mean how many times do we see the Warriors driving the bucket kind of out of control like that they there's a lot, not a lot of guys on this team that finish smooth, and I think Draymond certainly is on that list. So uh, just not enough execution down the stretch, and now they're up against it uh, heading to Phoenix tomorrow night. 
888-957-9570. If you want to react to this one, uh, what's the biggest issue for you coming off this loss as Golden State falls to 19 and 17? To me, it was missed layups and for the most part, just not enough secondary scoring. Uh, Stephen Curry goes for 35. Andrew Wiggins, we talked about him in the pregame. Uh, a night for him to step up uh, with Kelly Oubre out and you got the same kind of Andrew Wiggins bad game that you'll get. Uh, 6 of 15, 2 of 5 from 3. Uh, he was the next highest Warrior scorer tonight with 14 points after Steph had the 35. I thought Kent Basemore had a, a decent game. He pitched in 12. Damian Lee with 10. But after that, uh, it, it just not much to be found there. Uh, all of the missed layups throughout the game, just really, really difficult. And the Warriors, despite doing a really good job against Damian Lillard, for the most part, uh, they were able to to give Dame a couple of shots in the final two minutes that, that Dame makes uh, at winning time, at Dame time. Uh, and ultimately, it, it winds up uh, adding up uh, to a loss. I know we're going to hear from the head coach of the Warriors, Steve Kerr, uh, here uh, throughout the, the hour on, on Warriors wrap-up. Uh, we talk about the game winner a lot, but Steve Kerr was more upset about the open three that they gave him with 2.06 to go where he came off a screen and just very comfortably settled into a 25-footer that tied the game at, at 103. So a nice job overall, but Damian Lillard's one of those guys, a lot like Steph Curry, you can make him work and have a tough night, but uh, you make one or two little mistakes down the stretch and, and he can kill you. Yeah, that's what he's been doing for years. It's kind of reminiscent what we see with the Warriors a lot. You know, Steph might have a tough night, but, um, you know, when it matters most, uh, that's when you need to make the plays. That's when the, the you know, true superstars are at their best, and, and he certainly was. Uh, the other thing that really stood out to me tonight, J.D., was the uh, the free throws. I mean, you know, the, the Blazers go to the line 26 times, hit 22 of them. Uh, Warriors only 9 of 14 from the stripe. Would have liked to have had a couple of those. I know Mulder missed two uh, in his lone trip uh, uh, to the stripe heck Steph even missed a free throw which doesn't happen very often so um and, and it wasn't even as much as the Warriors not hitting their free throws I mean you know you'd like to be a, a little better there uh the 9 of 14 no doubt uh but the you know they, they doubled you up in free throws you know more than doubled you up in free throws hit and when it comes down to it you know this is a, a game decided on some very thin margins so um that was another thing that really hurt the Golden State Warriors and then yeah secondary scoring uh Steph ended up having to become a volume shooter tonight because nobody else could really help him out and for as hot as he was in the first half I actually thought Portland did a really nice job doubling him in the third quarter and and really making things tough on him because they're like well you know nobody else is going to beat us tonight uh and and even through all that I mean the game was still there to be had and they just didn't execute down the stretch and Dame did so the Warriors take the L 888-957-9570 tough last two minutes uh, of this ball game for the Warriors and you look at the stretch right after Damian Lillard hit that three that I mentioned games tied uh, at 103 and then Draymond Green hits the the three from the top of the key to put the Warriors back up 106 to 103 Carmelo Anthony misses at that point you're thinking wow Draymond just bagged a three Melo misses this thing is just meant to be maybe in the Warriors' favor. Uh, Kent Bazemore then missed a three, and this is the stretch that I think was just crushing. Bazemore misses a three. Curry uh, 
gets a tip attempt that misses. Wiggins ends up getting that rebound out to Curry for that 28-footer. He misses that one. Draymond then goes up and tips it, misses the tip there, uh, and then Lillard was fouled uh, in that that Bazemore-Wiggins sequence where Lillard was fouled and he thought it was on a three, wound up going to the free throw line for two. Uh, and at that point, Curry then missed the floater uh, that that hit off the backboard, went uh, off the rim. I mean, it looked like that shot was all but in, uh, and then he winds up missing that. That obviously would have put the Warriors back up three if that goes down, and then Damian Lillard uh, hits the three-pointer, and it looked like you know no screen there. I think the Warriors were expecting – I mean, you always have to be expecting Lillard to, to take that shot in the moment, it it all just developed, I thought, so quickly that the Warriors just if they were gonna double, it happened too quick for them to double and and the Warriors I think a lot of times don't like to double in, in that situation. Uh so Lillard ends up hitting the shot and uh then it ends up being a blocker charge as far as the Draymond Green play. And again, I think uh it's it's one of those calls that could go either way. I thought Lillard was there in time. He was clearly in front of the the uh the block charge semicircle, uh, and then once the call on the floor was made uh, that it was going to be a charge, I mean, that's one that, that obviously was probably not going to be overturned. So the Warriors find themselves now uh, staring at potentially another three-game losing streak tomorrow uh, playing in Phoenix and maybe have to play that game without Kelly Oubre. So all in all, just uh, another game where the Warriors can't execute down the stretch in the final couple of minutes and have uh, some tough luck as far as a couple of shots just falling off the rim. Yeah, and I I think you you hit it, JD. The Dame three pointer it all did happen quick. The problem was they didn't even uh, intend to double. It didn't even look like they made an attempt to double. No. Uh, and and to me that's I'm sorry. I'd I'd rather somebody else beats me. If if Carmelo Anthony's going to hit a three there, uh, or who you know Gary Trent Jr. Whoever else is out there, Bob Covington. Okay, fine. Uh, but not Dame. And and honestly, it's he's in range there. It's like Steph Curry. You would think most guys aren't going to pull up right there, but he is because he's Damian Lillard. And odds are, even though he's had a tough night in that situation, he's probably going to knock it down because the dude is very clutch. So uh, the Warriors just kind of mishandled this game down the stretch. And, you know, this this has been a recurring theme lately where this team is still learning how to win. And it's been, you know, final couple of minutes, crunch time execution, really on both ends of the floor. Uh, that's that's probably the difference between this team being, you know, four or six games over 500 or better or two games over 500, which is where they are now. So uh, you got to learn from this and keep charging ahead. I know Steve Kerr said post game he's not looking at tomorrow night as, you know, a, a big game. He's not looking at it like a desperation situation. Um, it's just another one on the docket. But at the same time, it, it's hard to it, it's hard to argue with the fact that this team hasn't been good in crunch time of late, and it's cost them some some golden opportunities to win some games. Let's go ahead and hear uh, from the head coach of the Warriors, Steve Kerr. Uh, a lot of big plays in this game late uh, that, that I think uh, the people would want to hear from him on, uh, including uh, the Damian Lillard shot uh, and the charge call. Here's what Steve Kerr had to say. He had a huge shot, obviously, uh, you know, deep shot. I was you know, more upset a couple minutes earlier. We let him come off a screen cleanly. We had kept him under wraps most of the game. And then with about I think two or three minutes left, we let him come off clean at the top of the key for a wide open three. That was the, the big shot that bothered me. The last one didn't bother me because he, he came up and 
hit a deep one and you know that's, that's what he does but we we gave him a little rhythm by uh not being up to touch and on the on the one with a couple minutes left and that was uh, that was disappointing you know as far as the block charge it, it looked like a, a block to me i thought he was sliding underneath but um you know the referee's got to look at it and they they made the call and of course the the right call to to look at you know to look at that as far as you know being a, a review i mean at that point you know it Maybe it gets overturned, but uh, you know you're hoping it it gets overturned. But I, I didn't think they were going to be able to to overturn that one. So Steve Kerr on a couple of the big uh, big plays there. It, it's funny if if Steph's shot falls in, they might still be playing in Portland. If one of those tips goes in, uh, maybe the Warriors are able to to eke it out despite uh, some of their issues throughout the the night. But it was it was just an ugly game, and and not enough people joined the party. Uh, in addition. To, to Stephen Curry. I mean, we talked in the pregame about Wiggins. Uh, we both thought Bazemore and Lee would be there, and I think Bazemore and Lee were there for the most part tonight. Uh, you can't necessarily expect Kent Bazemore to have a 20-point game or Damian Lee to have a 20-point game, but those guys in double figures, uh, they didn't do anything extra. They had nice games for them, but they didn't do anything extra to offset not having Kelly Oubre uh, in the fold. Uh, but the, the guy that I point to really is is Andrew Wiggins uh, tonight. I mean, Andrew Wiggins struggled as February went on. And, uh, look, I'm reluctant to do it. We talked about it in the, in the pregame. Like, I'm reluctant to be that guy that says, hey, when somebody else is out, you have to step up and give more. Uh, but I think it's a fair thing to say – Maybe a more fair thing to say when you're asking somebody to maybe step in as a secondary as opposed to stepping in and being the primary, uh, but he just kind of plays his game, and I think it you know it's one of those things that stands out as more disappointing, I think, and more frustrating uh, on a night like tonight because if he just gets 20 right. on a night like tonight or 21, the Warriors probably win this game comfortably down the stretch, but it, it just it just wasn't in the cards, and he took his six of 15, and, and that was that. Yeah, that's and it's been kind of the deal with Andrew Wiggins. And he hasn't been bad this year by any stretch. I mean, at least he's been consistent and he's been a good defender, so it hasn't drawn the ire of, of Dub Nation, but it's it's been trending that way lately simply because uh, you know, he his offensive game has fallen off a bit, his three point shooting certainly has, and then there's nights look, you want to be that that low key guy. That's fine, but on nights where it's clear some some more uh, aggression is needed uh, and it's not there, then, you know, that's where the frustration will start to set in. And, yeah, just – I mean, really, you know, it, it's on Wiggins tonight. Uh, Eric Paschal, one for seven. He missed a couple of bunnies out there. You know, Draymond not doing – like the, the normal things that he would do, like the first 46 minutes of a game. Um, you know, it, it's just it's, it's a team loss at the end of the day. Um, and it's unfortunate, too, because they put themselves in a position through all their shortcomings tonight. They still were in a position to win this basketball game without Kelly Oubre on the road against a Portland team that can score. So uh, they have they have, they need to look in the mirror on this one. I Well, I felt like they were almost kind of in control I know there were there were moments where they were down a couple mo moments when they were up a couple I mean that that's the part that that for me would sting if I'm the Warriors it's it's the fact that you felt like at any moment if you could have just gone on a little 5-0 run you might have been able to completely put the game away like it, it it was like even though they didn't play well I think you know they they made Portland not play well and it was kind of an off night for the most part for Portland so I think that's the part for me that would stand out uh, as maybe being the most frustrated. And it's another opportunity to get uh, a shorthanded win. 
You know, you look at not having Ubre and still being in position to win. You look at the, the game in Charlotte, not having Steph, still being in, in position to win. And now you look at this team's record, 19-17, and 17, and they're going to Phoenix, and they're going to be trying to avoid the three-game losing streak. But, but Phoenix is playing exceptional basketball. They're 23-11, and 11, and now the Warriors find themselves in, in a little bit of an uphill climb as well uh, as far as – the, the playoff standings go because you look at the events of the evening. Dallas actually uh, moved past the Warriors tonight. Uh, they, they picked up a win, so they're now 18-16 and 16 on the season. The Warriors dropped to 19-17, and 17, so a virtual tie. But the Warriors end the night actually in ninth uh, now in the Western Conference. That's how quickly uh, things can change. I know a bunch of teams ahead of the Warriors and around them won last night. Basically everybody in the West around them won last night. And a couple of teams picked up wins tonight. And uh, so, yeah, you add it all up for Golden State. And and this winds up having some, some pretty serious ramifications as they – as they look like they're suddenly maybe limping toward the break unless they can get a win tomorrow. Yeah, and it's it's unfortunate, you know, in the sense that they've actually played some pretty good basketball, but it's it's execution and crunch time, J.D. And, I mean, how many games in the month of February and now, you know, obviously into March that the Warriors have had opportunities to win and they didn't seal the deal down the stretch? So uh, it, it's still a, a work in progress. I would have liked to have seen a little more James Wiseman tonight. Uh, you know, Enos Cantor is not going to defend anybody down on the block, and, uh, you know, he, he ends up – Wiseman ends up three of four, and um, I, I just – I, I thought – on a night where you could have used some more offense and some easy buckets where you know not a lot of the uh, the perimeter stuff's falling I thought James Weissman would have been a nice option and, and especially when Pascal was struggling on top of it so I, I thought that was maybe a, a card that Steve Kerr could have played and didn't um, but you know it's it's one of those things where he's you know he's a rookie and I understand uh, he's going to be discerning about how much run he gives him but I thought it, it should have been maybe a little more Weissman tonight what'd you think? Yeah, I thought Wiseman just didn't play well for for the most part, and I, I think it's you'd like to have him play more. And I think the the plan is probably for him to play more tomorrow. When you look at you know going up against Aiton and 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 some of the guys that that Phoenix has, but I I just think he's he struggles. He doesn't play well. That the the group doesn't play well. I think it was Danny Larue uh, who who had this. Uh, he he had some of the numbers. Wiseman with Draymond. Uh, and Curry, uh, a, mi- a minus six point nine net rating. Uh, and so, and you know, Curry and Draymond without Wiseman, it's a it's almost a plus thirteen net rating. So I know you're trying to get Wiseman in to to get him some, uh, you know, to get him some experience. But I I just didn't think he played well. I know he had a three for four, uh, but he was in foul trouble, and he just he just didn't really look comfortable, and and it just didn't feel like the night to. I, it's a night where you're hoping he would play better and warrant the minutes, but for me tonight, it felt like he just he just didn't he didn't uh, he didn't warrant really getting played more. And, and Eric Pascal's another guy, you know, he typically plays better against Portland. He didn't really have it tonight either. Let, let's go ahead and pause. We'll hear more from Steve Kerr. Eight 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 nine five seven nine five seven zero. Warriors lose another tough one. Blazers beat the Dubs one hundred eight one hundred six. Uh, you heard it right here on ninety five seven. The game. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. 
Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Now Draymond pops on the wing, pass to the cutting. Curry leans in on Cantor, throws up a wild shot, and goes in! It hit the top of the backboard, and it dropped straight down and through. Curry thought he should have got an and one. It was a spectacular shot by Curry. Now, back to Warriors Wrap-Up with John Dickinson and Ryan Covey on 95.7 The Game. What's the over-under Covey on spectacular Stephen Curry shots uh, per game this year? About three and a half? About three and a half? (laughs) That sounds about right. I mean, certainly... Two and a half would be like the highlight reel variety, right? Where it's like, oh, that might be the coolest thing I see all day. But then you're like, oh, wait, did you see what he did in the third quarter? Like, I mean, it's just it's just Curry doing what he does. The the, the backspin and the way it's it's, uh, you know, coming off the top of the, the backboard like that. And incredible stuff. And it's, you know, the three the threes are, are amazing enough what Steph does. But what he's been doing on dribble drive penetrations this year and finishing around the bucket doesn't always get the call, although it kind of feels like he should because he usually ends up on his rear end. Um, but, man, he's a he's a talented finisher. Yeah, he really is. And and tonight, the, the one that he couldn't quite finish, that bank shot uh, on the floater falling out, winds up, uh, unfortunately for the Warriors, being being a tough one as Damian Lillard then hit a three, put the Blazers up 108-106, and uh, following the – Block charge call that wound up being a charge against Draymond Green as Damian Lillard slid over and took the charge. Warriors wind up losing this one uh, 108-106. Shout out to uh, Matt Steinmetz who's listening to us tonight. Uh, He hit me during the break. He heard us talking about James Wiseman a little bit, and he brought up an interesting point that I wanted to run by you. Wiseman just he's he's really scrutinized like maybe more than than any rookie or more than most rookies and and he brought up an interesting point which was Anthony Edwards you remember the game where Anthony Edwards uh, had that insane dunk maybe the dunk of the year and he was like one for twelve and he was awful in that game but yet there were positive vibes coming off that night. Based on what Anthony Edwards did, he was all over Sports Center. It was a, all over social media. It was one of the most talked about uh, plays in the league maybe this year, and he had an awful game. And you know, Lamelo Ball's playing well, which I think is you know it only adds to the conversation about Wiseman. I think if Lamelo Ball was playing average and Wiseman hasn't quite found himself yet, I think it would feel like there's less pressure around Wiseman. But because Lamelo Ball's awesome and the Warriors could have picked LaMelo Ball, I think it adds a level of pressure to Wiseman to need to perform more quickly. And and right now, it, it, it's just 
he just doesn't have that uh, in him. And it, it, it's interesting though because it, it feels like every night if he if he plays well, it's could he have you know could he or maybe have, should he have played more? If there are aspects where he he doesn't play well, it's like well why isn't he playing well? How come he doesn't play well with these groups like the Draymond Steph group? Like that's a little alarming. Although it's early, the questions about his hands seemingly are a night in night out issue. Like I think he's going to figure it out and eventually be fine. But sometimes. All of that can kind of become a thing. And just really, since he's come back from the injury, I think because LaMelo's played so well in part, seems like there's a lot more scrutiny and a lot more focus on what's Wiseman doing and when is he going to get there and how come he's not. That can almost become a a, a problem in its own right. I think there's a lot of scrutiny on James Wiseman because he plays for the Golden State Warriors. He plays with Steph Curry and Draymond Green. Nobody's keeping tabs on how the Minnesota Timberwolves season's going because we all know it's going terrible and nobody cares. Uh, This Warriors team is a high-profile outfit. Uh, They've had a ton of success. There's a lot of of warrior animosity outside of the Bay Area for the five years of sustained dominance. Nobody ever wanted that ragtag group from the Bay Area to be the measuring stick in the NBA, which ultimately the Warriors did become. Uh, Everybody loves the fall from grace, and and the one – you know, one, one of the areas that, that the Warriors could uh, find themselves back on the upswing is kind of hinging on what James Wiseman turns out to be. But it's, it's just if you've been watching all year and you understand the context of his season, it's a little easier to understand why there's been some bumps in the road. Right. I mean, first of all, three college games, 19 years old. OK, didn't get to play in the preseason. Uh, came in, this team was was bad uh, for the first couple of games of the year where actually he looked pretty good. And then, you know, he has some moments along the way, some bumps in the road like any rookie would have. Then he got hurt. And so it's just it's so hard to make any, you know, major proclamations about James Weissman's rookie year because for me it's just an incomplete. And and I still see things every night that tantalize me from his his uh, his athleticism, his size, uh, all things that I think can translate into long-term success in the NBA. But there's the, you know, the development side of things. It's just going to take a little time. And the Warriors – they're not sitting around like waiting for him to develop. I know we always talk about, oh, you know, the, such an important aspect of the season is James Weissman's development. Well, no, like for the Minnesota Timberwolves, the, the development's key. For the Charlotte Hornets, the development of Lamella Ball's key. The Golden State Warriors have the highest payroll in the NBA. They're, they're trying to get back to the playoffs. So Steve Kirk, you know, he, he can talk about not chasing wins and all that, but regardless, like this team needs to put their best five out there at any given time, and he played three college games. So... I would rather, at times, kind of letting him play through it, and even if it means fouling out or taking some bumps in the road, uh, because, look, he's not going to be critical to the success of the team on a night-in, night-out basis, but, you know, he's a rook, and you're going to have to live with the bumps in the road. But I do think there's something to that, but a lot of it has to do with he plays for the dubs, he plays alongside Curry and and Draymond, and this team just gets a lot of attention because of that. Yeah, I I think that's a great point. It's because it it was viewed, his selection, as the rich get richer. And and Wiseman's going to be out there, and he's going to – before Clay Thompson got hurt, obviously, and I know that happened on the same day he was drafted, but the thought was Wiseman's going to be out there with Steph and Clay and Draymond and Wiggins, and he was just going to, in short order, dominate and almost be the perfect fifth you know, for, for those guys. And obviously, you know, Clay goes down and, and things change, and, and the Warriors believe that they've got a hell of a player in, in Wiseman. And look, bigs always take longer than guards to develop. That That's just the truth. Uh, nine times out of ten in, in NBA history, 
uh, and you know trying to do it on a on a good team and a team with some you know playoff aspirations. I think that can make it trickier uh, as well, and it, it, it's a tough balancing act I think for Steve Kerr on a on a night in night out basis. Uh, and when guys are out, we're always going to be looking for who can be the guys to step up. And, and in the context of a game like tonight, there just wasn't uh, enough players that stepped up overall. So you start kind of going down that list like, oh, Wiggins needed more from him. Draymond knocked down that three. Uh, that gave him five points. We talked on Warriors Live. Draymond, yep. the difference between two or five and, and eight or ten. Again, Draymond scores ten tonight. The Warriors win. Warriors win the game tonight. I mean, that is literally the difference between maybe winning uh, or or losing a, a basketball game. Eight at eight nine five seven nine five seven zero. Blazers beat the Warriors one hundred eight one hundred six. Let's hear a little bit more from Steve Kerr because he was asked an interesting question uh, in the post game Zoom uh, about the center spot specifically. Uh, he was asked if the Warriors need more scoring from their centers, and he kind of flipped it around a little bit. We just need more scoring in general from you know anybody other than Steph. You know he's generating everything for us on or off the ball. Obviously, without Kelly tonight, you know took away one of our one of our best scorers. So we don't necessarily need scoring from one position. We just we just need people to to step up night in and night out, and uh, provide some extra scoring for us. So we're not relying solely on Steph. Yeah, and I think, again, it's he, he wants to take a little of the heat off the, the centers. I mean, although the Warriors don't really have a center that's going to step in and, and, and no. score big for him. I mean, they just don't. Uh, Eric Paschal's tormented the Blazers in other games. Uh, not tonight. And again, that's another one. If, if Pascal had had his typical career game against uh, Portland, maybe we're talking about a win uh, instead of a loss there. But th- that's just a position where the Warriors don't have much scoring right now. No, and, and look, I mean, the Warriors, they're 12th in points per game, 15th in field goal percentage, uh, 13th in three-point percentage. They're middle of the pack on a lot of this stuff. Hence, they're uh, the the pull that they're in around 500 this season. And you know, they've actually because of what they've been able to do defensively. It's not what they've done offensively outside of Steph and, and when Ubre was rolling. Um, you know, it's it's what they've been doing defensively that's allowed them to be in a lot of these games and uh, you know, in the month of February, lose a lot of close ones. But still, I mean, that's that's kind of who they are, right? They're they're basically a middle of the pack team. And some nights when you get the the requisite contributions required from guys not named Stephen Curry Warriors can find themselves on the right side of things especially if the, you're playing the right opponent that is uh and and when you don't well then you leave the door open to to losing a tight one which they did tonight so uh they sure as heck don't have a lot of margin for error JD I think we've learned that and then you know when you compound that with missing easy buckets and then they're giving up uh you know they're fouling too much you give it up too many free throws I mean it's it's not any one thing that's causing the Warriors to lose a lot of these close basketball games we could jot down a list of like four or five things from each one of these close losses that were the reason why they lost a close basketball game there are some recurring themes but it almost feels like they're kind of inventing some new ways to lose close basketball games as well along the way yeah, absolutely. And Stephen Curry and Draymond Green both uh, addressed the the close losses and, and losing down the stretch. Here, here's what uh, Steph chalked this one up to. I'm not chalking this one up tonight to quote unquote execution. We had what a four point lead with minutes some change left. You know, Bayes gets an open three in a corner. I get an offensive rebound and miss the layup barely. Get a, another tip. Kicks out to me. I miss a three. Draymond missed the tip. Then Dame comes out, hits a three. Then we go back and 
you know, I get a little runner that sits on the rim for five seconds, doesn't go in. Obviously, Dave makes a shot. So it's, tonight was kind of just one of those, everything that could have not gone our way did. And, you know, they made some big shots. Charge play, obviously. There's been other games where I could really say, like, we didn't, you know, legit execute. And those are learning lessons. And, you know, we can't dwell on it, but we do have to be real with ourselves that we've tricked off some games. You know, that's not a good feeling, but don't linger you know, on it, don't dwell on it, keep moving. We'll be in these situations plenty more times down the stretch of the season and still have to have confidence that we can win them. So it's maybe a little semantics. I mean, you could make the case that execution is finishing the shot when you get the shot. I think Steph obviously making the case that, hey, they got the shots, they had the plays right there, they just didn't They just didn't make the shots and, and things didn't go their way. I, I do think there is a subtle difference there. Uh, if you want to come back at me, though, and say, hey, that's semantics, you got to make the shot to fully execute, uh, that's fair. Uh, sure. I have no issue with you doing that. <laughs> it's a make-or-miss league, J.D. Uh, and it looked like when Draymond knocked down the three and then Carmelo Anthony missed it, that that was going to work out in, in the Warriors' favor. Uh, I do think even even on the charge uh, with Draymond, I mean, that was a that was a, I didn't feel like that was out of control at all. I, I thought that was like, hey, Draymond put his head down and, and he was going to he was going to score there in, in a big moment. And, you know, Lillard. I think timed it perfectly to get that call. I, I think you know he gambled obviously, and I think it's an maybe a half inch or a split second either way, and that's a block and an and one, and and maybe Draymond's going to the line uh, at that point, uh, and and the Warriors are in a in a great spot. So, yeah. um, and we're talking about a different outcome at that point in time. So it it did have a little bit of that feel of of game of inches, but at the same time. Uh, execution is finishing the play 100 percent, and yeah you, you don't get partial credit in the nba right you either executed and converted or you didn't and i mean really let, let's be real like i know the dame three was a killer not even not just the one with 206 left which coach kerr talked about but obviously the one where the warriors chose not to double um but i mean the warriors had their chance to put this thing on ice up three with the rock and had multiple looks right there and that was their opportunity to seal the deal, and they didn't do it. And I'm sure there were plenty of Warriors fans out there that thought once they came up empty in that possession, uh-oh, this is bad. Now the door's open, right? I mean, we, we've just seen it too many times. So uh, ultimately, it's unfortunate because they did put themselves in a position to win. I mean, how many times has the Warriors had the advantage on the offensive glass this year? I mean, they actually they got the job done tonight in that respect. I mean, they did a lot of things right, yeah. uh, but it just – it's, it's execution and crunch time, and that's why Damian Lillard is on that MVP shortlist. I know Steph's in that conversation too, but, I mean, Damian Lillard's leading that basketball team right now and has a tough night. We see this with star players all the time, man, has a tough night. I'll bet Dame was surprised too. He's like, wait, they're going to double me, huh? Okay, cool, I'll just pull up then because, you know, we, we know Terry Stotts is, is going to live with the results. not like Dame's ever looking to pass there. I mean, this, is the, uh, this team has fewer assists on average than any team in the NBA. It's... It's Dame's going to try and pull up there, and if you don't double him, you can you can expect that he's going to do that, and they're comfortable living with the results. So, um, you know, the Warriors kind of played themselves in that respect, but I hear what you're saying, I, and I agree. Like, there was some some good moments leading up to execution, like executable moments, but they just didn't make them, so you don't get the partial credit. Yeah, and second chance points, Warriors outscored the Blazers 22-13 to there. Uh, Warriors uh, had what 17 offensive rebounds uh in this ball game 
Uh, so the Warriors did the job there. And But, again, it's, it's tough on a night where they actually do that to somebody else to not walk out of that building uh, with a win. 888-957-9570. Warriors wrap up with J.D. and Covey on 95.7 the game. Warriors lose to the Blazers, 108-106. So now 19-17. and And at Phoenix tomorrow, that's going to be a, a pretty tough back-to-back. It's a, a makeup game from the game that was postponed back on January the 15th. So the Warriors, even the makeup game evened out uh, in a similar manner that than that game back in January would have been, if you recall, that game was wedged in between a game at Denver and the MLK holiday win uh, for the Warriors in Los Angeles. So they were supposed to play that game on the second of a back-to-back going from Denver to Phoenix. So it winds up being going from Portland uh, to Phoenix. So no schedule advantage for the Warriors necessarily in that one. Although you could make the case not going, you know, going from Denver to anywhere is, is the toughest uh, or going from anywhere to Denver is, is among the toughest trips uh, in the league. Uh, you teased this earlier. I want to hear uh, what Steve Kerr said exactly uh, about tomorrow's game. Uh, Anthony Slater, the athletic, asked him uh, if, if tomorrow feels bigger than normal. No, to be perfectly blunt, you know, it's, uh, it's a long haul. It's going to be a brutal back-to-back. You can't go into that game. With, it, with feeling like, oh my God, we we have to we have to do this. Got half the season ahead of us, so we're in a in a tough spell right now, schedule wise. Uh, we let it slip away tonight, so nobody's in a good mood. But um, like I said, a lot of basketball ahead. We just got to keep plugging away. And the Warriors are at the halfway mark now, nineteen and seventeen. So you do the projection on the nineteen and seventeen, and it adds up to thirty eight and thirty four which is basically the number that I've had from the beginning of the year for this team. I feel 38 was the one that stood out uh, if they're mostly healthy and here they are, but it's a 38 that, that are a 19 and 17. We'll forget about the 38 part, but it's a 19 and 17 record that, that at this point, uh, you know, three weeks ago, you might've said, Oh, 19 and 17. You'd take that. I think at the beginning of the year when they were 0 and two, you would take that. Uh, but I think given the events of the last couple of weeks, you look at 19 and 17 and you think, damn, that 19 and 17 could be 22 and 14 or 21 and 15. And at that point, uh, I think you'd feel like the, the ceiling for this team is, is maybe higher than just trying to avoid the play in tournament. Uh, I still think with the schedule in the second half, that's on the table for the Warriors. Like, I do think they, they can make a push for five. They just have to make sure they don't get buried here tomorrow and those first three games out of the break. They really need to try to get at least one of them uh, to make sure that they are, uh, you know, above 500 coming out of that or at least at 500 coming out of that stretch. Yeah, that's it. And I, I think Steve Kerr had, you know, a, a pretty measured outlook on that, and, and rightfully so. They're going to get into Phoenix at what, like 1 in the morning tonight, 2 in the morning, and, you know, get to the hotel, head hits the pillow at 3. Like, this is a – And you a, lose an hour there too. Yeah, right. So this is a this is a brutal turnaround. I mean, we know that. Back-to-backs, you know, two road games with travel in between, like – 
that's no easy task. So, um, you know, I, I just want the Warriors to show up and, and play play a tough game tomorrow. I mean, can you imagine the Phoenix Suns were 8-8? Eight and eight? <laughs> they're, What are they now, 23-11? and 11? I mean, it's insane how good they've been uh, the last month and a half. But, you know, it's credit to, to Chris Paul, Monty Williams, and obviously Devin Booker. So, um, you know, you give them their due. Uh, but just show up tomorrow. Let, let the chips fall where they may. Hopefully, Ubre will play. He'll be rested at least at that point. And, look, the Warriors have been in a, a position before a couple times this year, J.D. You mentioned, you know, the, when they missed the uh, the first Phoenix game when it got postponed. I can remember a Laker game on MLK where they had lost two in a row and they were playing in a, a really tough building on the road, and they yeah. found a way to get the win in that one. So, um, you know, this is one of these Warrior teams you don't you don't go far counting out, right? Uh, you know, when they lost two in a row on the road trip to Orlando and Charlotte in, in brutal fashion, losing to Charlotte, and then they went in and, and, and beat the Knicks. So, in New York, a really tough defensive team. So, um, it, it's not likely that the Warriors is going to win tomorrow but it it would I, it would almost surprise me more if they got blown out than they than they actually found a way to win the game um i just think they're they're that's kind of how they roll man they, they keep usually can keep games close uh when when you have their full attention and and the irony in this is hey the warriors uh, a bunch of times had had opportunities to to win two in a row couldn't do it there were times where they could have lost three in a row uh, didn't do it, and now they could go into the break, ironically, winning three in a row for the first time and then on the heels of that losing three in a <laughs> row for the first time uh, if they wind up losing tomorrow. So it all comes full circle and sort of levels out, uh, but the Warriors are going to try to avoid that tomorrow. Uh, 888-957-9570. It's Warriors wrap-up here on 95.7 The Game. Uh, a couple more cuts here, and then we'll, we'll call it a night. Uh, as we've got the the quick turnaround as well, back with you tomorrow at 5.30 for Warriors Live. Uh, let's hear from Draymond about just how tough it is to, to lose yet another tight game. I think we had several chances to uh, win the game. I think Steph missed some shots that, you know, he would love to have back and knock him down. I missed a, I had a point-blank tip and threw it over the rim, you know, that would have put us up, I think, six, uh, with like 50-some seconds ago. So, you know, it is what it is. We had our chances. You know, they made the plays down the stretch to win the game. And you give them credit, and they made the shots. <laughs> I think uh, I, the execution to me was was pretty level, <laughs> but but Portland made uh, more, of the, more of the shots that they needed to, and, and that included Damian Lillard. So uh, on to the next for the Warriors. I also wanted to, to clean up uh, one piece of sound from Stephen Curry uh, just to sort of tie off the Wiseman conversation. That was a, a big part of, of this segment earlier on here. Uh, here. Here's what Steph had to say about what uh, they can expect to get uh, in terms of getting a little bit more from James Wiseman. I mean, a lot. I think he has made strides, and uh, the injury really was an unfortunate break in terms of you know him not being available, having to deal with rehab and all that. But I think for him, it's just a matter of continuing his confidence that he can provide huge value for us and not to get caught up in, you know, I was talked about a couple weeks ago, like the rookie power rankings or the talk about other guys that were in the top of the draft class. Like everybody is in a different situation. We love having him. We know he's, he's valuable out there. He can provide a huge presence and impact on the floor and not to put too much pressure on himself, really, because I know he wants to be great and he wants to try to figure it out as soon as possible. And he wears his emotions on his sleeves when he's out there. But we've seen those bright spots. He's going to continue to show that. And uh, at the end of the season, have a body of work that shows he has amazing impact on his team. So some leadership there from number 30 with respect to uh, to James Wiseman. 
Yeah, and and you would expect that. Although the fact that he feels compelled to reference it uh, makes me think that it's 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 prevalent, right? You know what I'm saying? Like if it if it didn't matter, you, I don't know if you would even be talking about it. You know, talk about rookie rankings and everything. So clearly, it's something that they're aware of, right? And but that- it's everywhere, right? Like it's everywhere, and and especially it just it feels especially so right now. I mean, you you touched on it. Maybe it's because of the Warriors aspect of it and it's I think it's a lot of it is because of LaMelo and and how LaMelo's playing tonight I mean he was seven for 13 tonight had seven boards five assists was a plus 25 scored 19 points uh Anthony Edwards by the way uh eight of 23 and one for 10 so but nobody cares I saw that yeah yeah (laughs) like but nobody cares right because it's Anthony Edwards and it's Minnesota and they they're seven and I don't know seven and a hundred at this point they might as well be sure so yeah. Well, and here's the other thing, and and uh, you know, when you think about Steve Kerr's tenure, and and look, this goes back. Well, let me just put it to you like this: my entire life, like when have the Golden State Warriors ever had a center, and when have they really utilized a center under Steve Kerr? I, I know Andrew Bogut was a nice passer, set nice screens. Javale McGee had that lob game. You know, Spades could hit the pick and pop, but they've never had a a complete center in their prime, and certainly not one where Steve Kerr's regularly drawing up offense for. I mean, I know you know you can you can get rolling in that dunker spot and get some easy buckets. I still think. It's not just James Weissman adjusting to life in the NBA. It's the Golden State Warriors adjusting to life with a young center with unlimited upside. Steve Kerr hasn't had that during his tenure here. And I, while I think he's done a terrific job coaching this year and, and his system works, I don't think there's any doubt about that. I mean, you know, we've seen these guys, uh, you know, when, when, when they're knocking down their shots, I mean, this team can win a lot of basketball. They can beat anybody. Uh, but I still think the center position in Steve Kerr's offense, uh, a little underutilized or just hasn't really had, you know, there hasn't been a pressing need to have a, a big-time center. So I think there's been a little uh, – a little bit of a filling out period on both sides, and then you're dealing with a rookie who's very raw on top of it. So Steve Kerr's not going to change their entire offensive flow to you know integrate a guy who's probably not ready for all that work yet anyway. Before we get out of here, uh, we got to tell you who's hot and who's not, as that's brought to you by Exergen because accuracy matters. Stephen Curry, he falls into the who's hot category. Pretty much just just put him in that category every single night, but 13 for 28, uh, 35 points, keeping the Warriors uh, in this thing and, and ahead for a good portion uh, of the night. Uh, Stephen Curry goes in the uh, who's hot category. Who's not? Man, it really felt like just about everybody else tonight, right? It's the Wanamaker maybe, Award, though, right? I mean, it's been the Wanamaker Award. You could give it to him again tonight. He didn't do anything. Uh, no, I see, I can't go there. And I was looking at our cut sheet and there was all these questions about the second unit and all this different stuff. And it's like, no, tonight ain't about the second unit. Tonight's about (laughs) Wiggins needed to do more. Tonight's about, you know, it's really about Wiggins needing to do more and, 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 you know, Pascal maybe stepping into a role here, but yeah, I I, we, I thought we were going to get through one night without without talking about Brad Wanamaker as if Brad Wanamaker cost the Warriors a game. <laughs> but I guess help. it's it's I guess it's not meant to be. No Jordan Poole, no Nico Mannion uh, tonight. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I'm guessing they may get some action uh, tomorrow on on the second uh, of the back to back. So yeah, uh, Michael Mulder. Uh, he was another one. The two free throws missed. That that's obviously something that that really hits home uh, for me. 
uh, that, that, yeah, not, not good uh, as well. Uh, so he had six points. He did knock down a couple of threes. But, yeah, that's our Who's Hot, Who's Not, sponsored by Exergen because accuracy matters. All right, quick turnaround for us. That'll do it. Uh, Covey, good stuff as always. Uh, we're back uh, 5.30 tomorrow for Warriors Live and then the Warriors and the Suns on the second of the back-to-back. Hey, and I'll say this. If the Warriors win tomorrow, wouldn't that just be the most Warriors thing ever and, and just end the, the first half on a high note? I'm not burying the dubs yet. This is just a tough stretch in the season. They got a long way to go. Uh, and, and the story of the 2020-2021 Golden State Warriors is yet to be told. So hang in there, Dub Nation. Don't hold your heads down tonight. All right, for Ryan Covey, uh, I'm John Dickinson. Thanks to Sterling. Thanks to Bobby. Thanks to everybody uh, helping out uh, in studio. Uh, as well as the uh, Warriors drop this one to the Blazers, 108 to 106. We're back tomorrow, 5:30 with Warriors Live. Final game before the All Star break, uh, as the Warriors will go at it in the Valley of the Sun against those Phoenix Suns, who are playing exceptional basketball. Phoenix right now, all the way up to number two uh, in the Western Conference, 23 up and 11 down. So we'll talk to you tomorrow, 5:30. Warriors Live. That'll do it. Blazers beat the Dubs 108-106. You heard it right here on 95.7 The Game. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road, the steeper the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones so we'll never lose touch with civilization and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic and conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey.